I'm going to invite Keith and Sarah Claire to join me here uh, at the front. We're going to be part of a uh, panel tonight. We're going to discuss a little bit our um, the things that have been going on for us and coming up for us as we have um, been reimagining all year a variety of different topics and um, a variety of different things that were different than we could have possibly imagined at the beginning of the year. We couldn't have imagined uh, COVID mm-hmm. a year ago. Um, we couldn't have imagined the social and political unrest, even if we could have imagined an election year. We mm-hmm. couldn't have imagined it looking like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of things we, we couldn't have imagined. Um, but God, in his sovereignty, um, led us to Zechariah chapter 8, verses 1 to 8. And that is the passage we used for the very first sermon um, of the Reimagined series a year ago. So, Sarah Claire, will you please read for us that passage? I would love to. All right. <clears throat> the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I am very jealous for Zion. I am burning with jealousy for her. This is what the Lord says. I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city and the mountain of the Lord Almighty will be called the holy mountain. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each of them with cane in hand because of their age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. This is what the Lord Almighty says. It may seem marvelous to the remnant of this people at that time, but will it seem marvelous to me, declares the Lord Almighty? This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will save my people from the countries of the east and the west. I will bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be faithful and righteous to them as their God. Word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. So a year ago, when we were starting this Reimagine series, uh, we chose this passage because uh, a couple of reasons. One, it's God challenging the people of Israel to imagine something that seems unimaginable. Um, it would, in the context that Zechariah is written, uh, Jerusalem is in ruins. It's been destroyed. Um, the, uh, the only people who are left in Jerusalem are those who uh, are disabled, uh, women, some children, the destitute, the poor. That's who's left in Jerusalem. All the able-bodied people mm-hmm. and, and young people have been taken out of Jerusalem and exiled. Mm-hmm. There's nothing left really to hope for in Jerusalem. And God, through the prophet Zechariah, is challenging them to, um, to imagine again a time when Jerusalem will be filled with singing, with the mm-hmm. shouts of boys and girls playing in the street, mm-hmm. um, with the, the picture of old men and old women sitting on their front porches mm-hmm. in porch swings. Well, maybe yeah. not porch swings. Um, but a time when Jerusalem will be flourishing again. Mm-hmm. And when you're in exile and the city lies in ruins... That's unimaginable. Mm -hmm. So it was a challenge to the people of Israel to imagine something unimaginable. Um, And then the other reason we chose it is because we wanted to see how our imaginations interact with Scripture. um, And and take a year to think about how our imaginations play into who we are. 
um, and, and what we do mm-hmm. and all of those kinds of things. Um, so Keith, yep. take us take us to the promised land. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the one of the verses that has had a huge impact on me is Isaiah 61 about uh, rebuilding the ruined cities. And when we came here to West Palm Beach, you know, I was really praying through that scripture, thinking a lot about that scripture. And um, I started engaging uh, with some of the local pastors, one of which was a pastor here at Memorial Presbyterian Church where we meet named Randy Bear. Uh, he has since gone to the West Coast. Uh, but when, when we were talking, he was the senior pastor here. And um, we were engaging, talking about the city. And I was sharing with him the vision, you know, for our city. And he actually shared this text with me. Mm. Um, and he knew that there's, a, there's another pastor in ECO, um, the denomination we're affiliated with, named Eric Jacobson. And Eric Jacobson has written a book uh, called Jesus and the Sidewalks. Um, and it's essentially about walkability in cities. And he also references this scripture, I believe, in his book. But um, Randy was talking about, you know, vision for West Palm Beach. And he was kind of expanding my vision and bringing in this this generational dynamic, mm. right? Uh, so I was seeing, you know, kind of the poor being empowered to rebuild the city. He was seeing old people and young people mingling in the streets. And there's something, you know, there's there's a couple elements, a couple pieces for that to have to happen. There's some things that needed to happen for that to actually be lived into here in our city, West Palm. Uh, for example, safety. And we do actually have some old people downtown in retirement communities. Mm. Uh, there's not a lot of young people. Mm. Um, so safety-wise, a lot of the older people are staying in their buildings. They're not out walking on the sidewalks, things like that. But there's also this other piece of education. So there is no school really for the downtown community. If you live in downtown, that is um, really being owned by other families, that, that families are, are buying property there, that they're uh, investing there. And so these were like, all of a sudden pieces started coming together for me. But the first thing that had to hit for me was to see it. Mm. Um, and, and, and that was one of the things that we wanted to emphasize this year is how significant our imagination is to our faith. And that Jesus is constantly pushing into our imaginations. You know, he's engaged with a woman at the well. And she's like, you know, taking water. And he's like, I will give you living water. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, the water I'll give you, you'll never have to thirst again. You know, um, he's constantly doing this type of of work with people and, and expanding their imaginations to see things. And it's it's so powerful once we can see it, mm. then we can begin to work out the details, the nuances. How do we live into that imagination? How do we live into that, that vision? And I love the prayer that you prayed for us tonight, the confession, because this is literally my work through week in and week out with people, um, both as a pastor and in counseling. Mm. It's dealing with people's imaginations. Um, for example, this past week, good friend of mine said, you know, as we were talking about what does it mean to be a man, like imagining what it means to really live into manhood. Um, And he said, Keith, like what we're talking about, living into connectedness and vulnerability, these things are exactly the opposite of what I had imagined being a man was all about. Mm -hmm. 
And so his imagination, this old imagination is being crucified, is being like nailed to the cross so that he can have this new life-giving imagination, this whole new way of seeing the world and dreaming, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, um, it's powerful. It's so powerful um, how, how significant our imagination is in our mm -hmm. faith. Mm -hmm. So this scripture had a big impact on me. Um, thank you, Randy Bear, for pointing it back to me or pointing me back to it. And it's still a heartbeat of our church and, and what the work we want to see happen here in our city. And it's something that I hold on to in my imagination as we move out and we live into this vision so that all may flourish. Mm -hmm. To see a city where generationally people are actually coming together, where old people and kids would be playing in the streets, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. To me, that's a beautiful, <clears throat> compelling mm. vision and an imagination. And I know that impacted you guys as well in different different series. Um, mm -hmm. And I can come back to me later to share a little bit more. But yeah. I just wanted to check in with you guys. What what were some of the things that, or maybe there was one, or maybe it was a series that, that stuck out to you all um, as we went through the year that had an impact for you? Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to thank you guys for, like, I'm feeling very grateful tonight. But uh, for, like, being able to take Scripture and teach me about it. Because I'm, you know, I'm not like a biblical scholar, but even when you just explained like who this was being spoken to, like they were in it, you know, mm -hmm. like they were not okay. Their worlds were not okay. Their probably bodies, souls, families, like everything was like very disrupted. Um, so that is to be able to have that vision um, in that space, mm -hmm. like just totally brought it to a different light for me. So that was really cool. And then also I will, I do want to talk about reimagining Sabbath and how that was really important mm -hmm. for my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but even in this, you know, you were talking about like the integration of the generations. So like mm -hmm. the old and the young. Um, so I, we can take that literally, but right now my imagination is reminding me of like the young me and the mm -hmm. older me. So in a lot of my work as a counselor too, it's like rem like reminding us that we have like inner children within us and mm -hmm. remembering and reimagining what did she need? Mm -hmm. Like what did she long for? Mm -hmm. um, and how to kind of integrate the me today to the me then, mm -hmm. um, how that is healing. And so to be able to like invite God into that with me. Um, so even seeing that saying like, I can see the integration of my my inner child playing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in the streets and like all of us, if we were all integrated in that way, yeah. um, just what our city, how it would feel to exist here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's really cool. Yeah. We could just keep going. Uh, yeah. Imagine <laughs> there's something like, there. Yeah. Paint, paint that picture. Yes. What that city yeah, yeah. would look yeah, like. So yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you, you know, the different, we had a lot of different um, topics yeah. that we reimagined. So maybe let's list them out real quick. Yeah. Do you think we want to? Try? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we started with like your, our city, our city. your story, his, his grace, because mm -hmm. those are our, you know, major tenants in our church. Mm -hmm. um, and then we went into um, creation, creation, yeah. reimagining creation. Yeah. We started at Genesis 1-1, yeah. which wasn't like we got to start at the beginning of the Bible, yeah. <laughs> but that's where we started. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um, and then we went into, we did, these will not be in order. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did creation. We did home. Home. Um, we did advent. Mm-hmm. Um, we did personhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about family. Mm-hmm. We talked about church. Mm-hmm. Prayer. Uh, Sabbath. We did prayer. We did Sabbath. Sabbath. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So all of those topics, mm -hmm. and we saw in several places where they interweaved with each yeah, other. Yeah, we were yeah. like, well, we're doing family this month, but we're also talking about church. And we're, yes. it's those kinds of things. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
So um, Advent, I remember talking about like the difficulty of Advent, mm. like the pain of waiting. Um, mm-hmm. So that, I remember that feeling very real, even for me in that time. And then just like having that be opened up and be fresh mm. um, to understand that it's not just like you make a little wreath and you light a little candle and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not what I, what I had imagined, but it actually is like this deep feeling of like longing yeah. that can be painful we have to put ourselves here yeah mm-hmm. right in the exile yeah, like yeah. what they were longing for that's right what they were waiting for yeah um so that was a really nice reimagine for me about advent i think mm. um prayer was also significant for me um it, because and all of these i guess that i'm saying are because there was a physical experience that i was also either practicing or experiencing at the time that we were reimagining that topic yeah um <clears throat> but prayer um be it we talked about contemplative we talked about meditation we talked about the different ways that prayer can exist um, practically in our lives mm-hmm. which was really wonderful um, and then in the same way sabbath was a really big one for me because um, it, you know, we physically did something as a staff, reimagining. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not just going to talk about Sabbath and like read that scripture and then not do anything about it, but we're actually going to choose to step away and rest and call a day or yeah. a week or a month holy. Um, and so I've continued that in my life where I have like Saturdays and it's just that's my day where I let's like me, God, the sunshine. If there's if the sun is shining that day, mm-hmm. which it was yesterday, it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the physical um, practice of Sabbath has mm-hmm. become real to me now because mm-hmm. we we took it out of the scripture and then it came to life in a new way that wasn't just heady. It was like very embodied, very experiential mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna hear that Leading word us. a lot. Leading us. <laughs> um, so that's been wonderful. Um, and then church, I think you, you really had it, you were impacted a lot by the reimagined church. So do you want to speak to that? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, the more I reflect on it, the more I think that I, I've been, we have been reimagining church since March. Yeah. Um, when we had to take all of this and move it online, Mm -hmm. um, which was, you know, equal parts, terrible and creative and, yeah. stressful and all of those things that it was but um, it caused me to start thinking and and we've been talking about and, and thinking about you know what, what is it that makes us church um, we've talked about the things that we missed um, from from mm-hmm. before um, the pandemic hit and we've talked about like what are the things that we don't want to go back to mm-hmm. overextending ourselves mm-hmm. um, things like that yeah. um, things that we want to leave in the pre-COVID times um, and, and not pick back up again. Um, and things that we do, practices that we do want to pick back up again. Um, so this idea of what, what makes up the church and how can we be the church in a whole lot of different circumstances, the pandemic's not going away. Like mm-hmm. we, there, there'll be a new normal. It won't mm-hmm. be like it was in February yeah. um, again. So we have to figure out how do we be this church in this city in this time? And then a year from now, it'll be different again. So I, I'm still just, I don't have any answers for this, but yeah. it's, it's been um, rolling around in my head, the idea of what does it mean to be church and how are we embodying that on a Sunday by Sunday mm-hmm. basis, but then also as we spread out in the city in the week, yeah. Yeah. what does that look like? Yeah, so yeah. good. Um, and for me, one of the things is like when we do this year long um, you know, focus, and we have this word that we pick out. Um, there are definitely moments for me, but just the entire year having to dive in 
to the significance of our imagination. By the end of the year, like I have, you know, it's kind of like when you go to buy a car, like you, you, you're looking at like Honda Odysseys, which we always, you know, buy, uh, and then you start seeing them everywhere. Yeah. You're like, everybody has one. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's the same thing, like, you know, when we pick a topic, for the year, it's like I start seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So even even last night, I was watching the um, one of these cooking shows on Netflix, and and it was like pit masters. And this one guy who uh, he had trained in France, and then he moves to Sydney, Australia. Do you know this? Have you seen no. this one? No. Moves to Sydney, Australia. It sounds awesome. Restaurant. Everything is cooked by fire. Everything is cooked over hot embers. So obviously steaks and that kind of thing, but vegetables including the salad so he goes through like how you know he reconnected and uh with this way of cooking but even that he expanded it into this new form like the place he had cooked before never would ever cook a salad Mm -hmm. and he cooks the salads on an open fire and like burns it and like brings out this flavor all this different stuff so like i'm sitting there going this guy's imagination you know like just the fireworks that go off i love watching um, people going from the process of you bring in someone like an architect and they they have some a sandbox that they have to play in but they are because of their skills able to imagine something that's not there mm-hmm. yeah and then all these different people that come in along the way and actually build something like this church that this was a part of somebody's imagination at one point and now it's a part of reality like it's here yeah. you know mm-hmm. And that we get to be a part of that work. Mm. Um, you know, James K. Smith, who we quoted that first uh, Sunday, um, he talks about what if education was about transforming imagination mm. instead of informing the intellect. And I see this with my kids, that my kids, you know, when they get engaged with their imagination, that their imaginations come alive and their passion comes out and they are full force into something. It's, it doesn't take like a lot of a pushing, you know, as like a discipline. Yeah. They are just excited. They can see it, you know? And so for me, um, this, this whole year has been, you know, for example, with the race uh, conversation that we've been having with Tabernacle, as we've continued to engage there, as we've continued to think about what would it look like for there to truly be equity in this land? the imagination is challenged, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's because in ways we've never seen it before. Right. And then you have somebody, um, you have these, these artists along the way that give us these windows into what could be. And I, I just think of, we, we referenced it one time on one of the prop streams, but Beyonce's, um, the King, um, what's the song that, uh, Emily and bigger? I had bigger. Yes. But, bigger but than you. yes, Yes, and just like her on that beach holding this, it's like there's this this whole like new world opening up mm-hmm. that that she's bringing for us to see something that we couldn't see before. So I'm grateful, um, you know, for this series of just thinking about imagination all year, and to see it in our in our faith, and that it is to be encouraged. I mean, I think that's one of the things we talked about before. It wasn't. It's not that the church, I didn't imagine things when I was in church because when I'm singing songs, for example, or mm-hmm. when the, the preacher was preaching or when we were doing confession, your mind is active, but it wasn't, we never really talked about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. We never acknowledged it. Yeah. Much less did we ever 
put uh, things there to encourage it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and to feed it, if you will. Um, but what would it look like for us to continue in that space of feeding our imaginations to, to imagine the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven? Mm-hmm. Like, that's wild. Yeah. And that's compelling. And that brings me alive mm-hmm. and gives me passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It engages my heart. Yeah. You know? Some. Yeah, I think I think back to um, like how I grew up in church services and yep. things like that, and I def I, I don't know that it was explicitly encouraged this way, but definitely implicitly, mm-hmm. it was the idea that uh, when you come to listen to a sermon or you come mm-hmm. to church or whatever, you come with your notepad, mm-hmm. you're going to take notes, you're going to write down three points that the preacher says, and mm-hmm. uh, you're going to learn from them. Mm-hmm. And the idea of learning was just connected to my intellect. Mm -hmm. It wasn't connected to my imagination, at least not in a way that I could really think about. Um, And so I have probably somewhere, I'm sure they've been thrown away now, but just like notebooks Uh, and notebooks of notes from sermons, Mm -hmm. but that in some way have formed and shaped me, Mm -hmm. but that I don't really remember. Mm -hmm. And that idea brings me to imagination. The way that those sermons and those worship services Mm -hmm. and the prayers and everything I heard growing up in church, Mm -hmm. the way they formed me and shaped me was about imagination. It wasn't about what I knew because I don't really remember most of that intellectually, Mm -hmm. but it has formed and shaped my imagination. Mm -hmm. And I want to continue that now. It's not like I've been formed, my imagination is set, and now I'm finished. Mm -hmm. I want to continue to allow my imagination to be expanded by what God is telling us through the scriptures, mm-hmm. um, what God is revealing to us through the Holy Spirit, through mm-hmm. others in mm-hmm. our community. Um, I want to keep doing this work, even though the year-long series yeah. is over. Yeah. 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 Well, I think as, you know, a question that we used to ask and that you probably asked me and probably asked her when we first came around Providencia was like, what's your dream? Mm. You know, so you, you were inviting us to say like, what is stirring in you that maybe hasn't been given words or Mm -hmm. been given action or been given like flesh. Mm. Um, and then, you know, now we're here reimagining. And I think it's like perfect that what we're going into with this embody series of like, okay, now we've stirred, stuff is stirred. Like our hearts are coming alive. There's Mm -hmm. colors, it's 3d. And now it's like, we're going to, we're going to be encouraged now to like step into it Mm. in our own bodies and in our own community and put like, like flesh and stuff on it. Yeah. It's cool. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, as we transition right now, uh, from this time in the word to this time around this meal, I'm gonna ask you guys to engage with your imaginations Mm -hmm. and let these guys uh, go back to their seats.